Welcome back to Freezer Social. Forza Party. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yeah, you you yeah, know what? Hey, there. relax. We're on there. another road trip. Yeah. Out of big the headquarters. Big thing, Eli. Big thing, Eli. We've got a big guest. <laughs> yeah. We've got a very, very big car, guest. Come on, come on, Olu's Soup Kitchen. Olu, we got the owner and the founder of Olu Soup Kitchen. And you know, she's providing for the community by feeding the homeless. Clothing. CV workshops. You know what? And you can see what's going on behind us as well. That's what, this, is, this is live. This is all her work. Can you yeah. imagine? All her work. I mean, yeah. Linda. It, it takes a lot to, for someone to be given back to the community the way you're giving back. In so many ways. I mean, the essentials in life. It's true. COVID, and CV to help them actually get back on their And feet. you also said that there was like a legal advice as well. Yeah. Like That's special. I like that. I like that. That's yeah. big. So listen, Linda. Obviously, thank you for having us. We're, you know, we're very grateful to be here. We appreciate it very much. Tell us about your journey. You know, how did you Where did it all start? come to Olu Soup's Kitchen? Cool. Okay, so uh, 2014, I did a charity work in the village, and I realised that whilst I was in Ghana, there was barely any homeless people. Yeah. Like somewhere that's supposed to be not a third world country, but not necessarily as developed as us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry, can you speak into the mic a little? Sorry. Now, sorry. move your chair closer. Move your chair closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just somewhere that is not as developed as the UK mm. found a way to tackle homelessness and it was through communities. So mm. I was speaking to Ghanaian locals, but like even the drunkards have like family, they have someone mm. that will take them to have shelter. Mm. And I was like, why don't we have that in London? Mm. Everyone's kind of for themselves, no one looks out for everybody else. Yeah. So um, when I came back, I was like, it was on my heart for something, as something that I wanted to do. Mm. Obviously, I felt like I have to be rich to do something like this. Mm. I felt like it's only when I've made it and I've peaked and I have enough money to buy a property where I can be doing it, mm. is when I'll be able to do it. And then, um, Last year, and I was just like, I don't have to wait until I'm rich. I feel like I earn enough to be able to provide or just rent somewhere yeah. for the time being yeah. to just um, do what I wanted to do. And that's what I did. I just put my wages into Wow, that's, wow. That's, that's inspiration. You know what? More than inspiration. It is brilliant. Yeah. It's more than inspiration. Because that's your own money to come and help other people get back on their feet. Yes, yeah. that's. that's 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 deeper than do you know what I mean? No, no, no. It's and what I'm seeing is that people that are making a difference in this community are the doers. You identified an issue and you've done something about it. That's yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you're not just sitting back and just no. watching it happen in front this of your eyes. You're taking and, action. And you know what? From the story you just said, it's mad because in Ghana you said there's hardly any homelessness. Yeah. But yet we're here, developed, you know, developed, developed, and you've got you can walk around the corner. And catch someone begging for money because mm. they, they've got nowhere to turn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, they actually get home. I mean, what's interesting about you, Linda, is that you know, when, when you know, I was reading up about you, mm-hmm. you said that you were once yourself, you were homeless. Yes. Is that, is that was, true? Um, six years ago, I was I went through homelessness myself. Mm. Um, I spent two days on the streets, and then it was two days before Christmas, and then. Um, there's a charity called Crisis for Christmas. And then, yeah, they took me in throughout the whole time through Christmas up until a few days after New Year's. Yeah. And then they had people like shelter, I don't know if you've heard of shelter, they help like we have people and help get into accommodation. So through shelter being at Crisis for Christmas, I got myself into temporary accommodation. I was there for about two and a half years in temporary accommodation in Hackney because I'm not priority, they wouldn't give me a house. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up private renting after I started working. So, yeah. so can, can I ask, what, what happened to get you to that stage, if, if I can? Um, uh, just some family issues at home made me get to a point where I couldn't live in the conditions that yeah. I was in. And it was safe for me to be out, but obviously me being out, I didn't feel like I could ask anyone for help. Mm. So, just, um, 
So, so, so not only did, is it an uh, initiative that you saw, it's actually homeless to something you experienced first time. Mm-hmm. So this journey is like a little bit more personal. Yeah, definitely sense. Obviously, we walk past homeless people, exactly, yeah. at least one homeless person or two in a day. So, and you know, we're, we're very, um, how can I say, we're not really aesthetic. Um, but not. you see, Eli, sorry, to add on to what you're saying, yeah, the reason why a lot of people aren't empathetic is because there's those stories that you see in the media of, you know, people pretending to be homeless so they can make a profit, even though they've got enough money to support themselves and others. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, I guess on top of that, how was it being homeless, like being actually being on the streets? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Did your views change? My views definitely changed because it made me realise, because even in that moment when I was crisis for Christmas, I met so many people. And from that, I met like the people that were homeless because their rents have gone up, people that are homeless because they've got too many kids to feed and mm. they don't have enough support. Yeah. And like, because of that, they found themselves on the streets on the sofa walking with kids. Um, I met more veterans that hadn't got support and they've left the war. And because of not having support, they'll lead to drink and drugs. But people are not really looking at the cause behind why they're drinking and why they're taking the drugs. Um, and it just made me feel like, at the end of the day, anyone could be Mm. It's it separated because at the time when I said I wanted to help the homeless, it was like I was so far from it. I felt like I could never be homeless, and not necessarily superior, but it was this whole savior complex. Mm. And I'm coming to save them, and then when I became homeless, it was like humbling. Do you know what I mean? I was humbled. And mm. I was like, at the end of the day, I've, I've been where you are. Yeah. Maybe not as long as you are, but I've been where you are. I can understand and empathize with what you're doing. And I understand for people that walk across over the time why you're hesitant to give money. I necessarily don't give out money. Um, if they say about hostels and stuff, I ask them. I also have been to the council because there are provisions yeah. for people when they're homeless. Mm. Um, so yeah. Because your about. your views definitely changed from definitely being on changed. the other end of the spectrum yeah. to actually being homeless. Yeah. And knowing like how I know it's a struggle, I know that the council wasn't always forthcoming to help. Mm. Um, and with that, there has to be a sense of you just need to kind of be more understanding. Mm. Um, sometimes when they ask for money, they actually do need the money, but mm. obviously it's hard to gauge that mm-hmm. when so many people asking for money at the same time. I've heard about people that lied, yeah, yeah. people that are millionaires, Sounding entitled, it's like a slap on the face. Yeah, like, yo, I've, I've, you know, to be honest, I was speaking to one of my colleagues yesterday about their experience with the homeless person. Mm-hmm. And it's about, instead of giving them money, it's like, look, we went into the lyrics shop, got him a sandwich. I gave him a sandwich. As soon as they gave him a sandwich, the guy actually threw the sandwich back in the face. Well, why did they say? Oh, I, I didn't go that far into the conversation. But do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, sometimes. Did he say he was hungry? He just said he was hungry. But I mean, I think, I think when people see homeless people, they assume, yeah, they're having eaten. That's another thing. You shouldn't yeah, automatically that's assume that they're hungry. So I used to be a chef for a couple of years ago, yeah. and I used to do homework when I knew there was leftover because I'd cook and go around with parcels mm-hmm. and give it out. And there was, I remember there was a guy who was like, I'm allergic to this, I'm allergic to this. And in my head, I was like, 
even with me experiencing homelessness, I was just like, you should be happy that I'm giving you food. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then I thought, no, they all have pre- like preferences that people still have allergic reactions, people yes, still exactly, have yeah. intolerances, yeah. Like you can't just say, like, oh, because it's homeless, you should take everything yeah. that you can give yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like we're removed from it, to mm-hmm. an extent. Well, especially with us not ever experiencing that. It's like, it's very hard. It's hard, you know? Yeah. Like, you're sitting in Mac, you're sitting in McDonald's, for example, and you have a homeless guy coming in, asking for money. You're like, I'm eating. Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're very kind of sheltered yeah, yeah, from yeah. the whole situation. We feel disconnected. At times yeah, yeah. Well. yeah, we feel disconnected. So would you say that was probably the darkest period of your life? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. How was every day like in the life of Linda when you were homeless? During that time. Yeah. I thought it was a dream. Like I remember, I had to take pictures to remember, to remind myself, like this was actually real at one point. Like the the Christmas center was in um, a school, and the beds were literally, literally just springs and springs and a cover. Like no duvet, no mattress, nothing. Just springs and a cover, and I couldn't even sleep because I was scared that someone was going to check my stuff. I was just like, yeah. Yes, yes. You forget about that side as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. People are desperate. And it's understandable, but um, yes, I couldn't sleep. It was just it was such a hard, hard time. But from that, kind of nothing's hard for me. That's it. That's it. Do you think that like, having gone through that, they've been able to be the person you are today yeah, and, and create a new picture? Definitely. Like nothing. I don't see anything as a challenge. Like. People come to me and they're like, oh, you're so optimistic, like, you always have so much energy. And I'm just like, no, because I've literally, I think it's the lowest yeah. that I could ever be. Um, being stripped from money, no home, no food. Yeah. Like, how, like, literally, what is, what's the worst? Yeah. That's it. There is nothing else. Can, can I ask, like, you said you were on the streets for two days. How was that? I was scared. Like, that was, like, where we, like, I'm, I'm always concerned, like, where, where does someone go to sleep? Especially in weather like this, you said two days before Christmas. Do you know what it is as well, okay? Especially being a woman. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got all your stuff on you yeah, and... I had all my stuff on me. I had, like, a big overcoat. And I was just literally in a corner between, like, flats. Um, I don't know how to... It was like an apartment. It had, like, a lower bit where it was covered. Okay. I just mm-hmm. shielded myself there. No one bothered you? No one bothered me. No one bothered me, luckily. Did you ask for money? Were you, no. no. Did anyone question the reason why? People would ask if I was okay, yeah. and I would just stay quiet. Just stay quiet. Because um, it was two days before Christmas, the council's closed, everything's wow. closed. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. No one's there. Did, did, did you find people coming up to you to, to try and help Excuse as me. much yeah, as you can? Yeah, people try and give money. Mm-hmm. And I Thank you, boys and girls. God bless you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt disrespected. Okay. So I was just like, this is the way I'm meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is this is not what my life is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't want your money. That's not what I want. Um, so that's why I understand when people, when homeless people, will be like, I don't want things. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's not what I want. If I want money, then obviously we don't want to give money because we don't want it to be easily. Yeah. I understand that. Um, but yeah. I just kept myself to myself, I was shielded away. Everyone was like, it's Christmas time. People hustle and bustle, they're not being nice. Yeah. And it was, like, if, if I remember that time, it was cold. It's cold. Like, I'm, I'm, because I'm, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll walk past, I'll walk past, mm. especially up here, I live in Bethlehem, right? Mm. And you see a lot of homeless people, like, in, in like, like corners of like churches and that, just trying to, and it's raining like this. Yeah. And yesterday, torrential rain. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, like, I really felt like at the time, um, I felt like Jesus, well not even Jesus, Joseph and Mary, yeah. I felt like I went to every inn and I couldn't get into the inn. Couldn't get into the inn. Couldn't get into anywhere. Um, I remember like when I finally found out about Christmas for Christmas, I had all my bags and it was raining, it was pouring. Mm. I couldn't carry an umbrella or anything and I would just been drenched. Carrying my bags at prices and I got there eventually, oh we can help you, I've got a hug off one of the volunteers. And I just felt like and I just I remember just crying. Yeah. Wow. Like just I felt like all that built up tension really just got released because yeah. finally someone was ready to help. 
But and so you touched on before saying that you know there was no one that you could turn to. Did what you felt like you could turn mm -hmm. to? Anyone. Why is that? I don't like the idea of being a burden. Okay. So I had a best friend. Uh, I had a partner. No, no. Um, yeah, but I had loads of friends at the time. And then you didn't Did they None reach out to you? None of them knew. Oh, okay. None of them knew. And I think my family told them that a year, two years after. Wow. What were their reaction? They were upset with me because I never came to them. And I don't think. I don't like the idea of being a burden. And obviously, Christmas is a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to best friends, you're like family. I get that. Like, I understand that. I got cast out because of it. Like, I, I get what... I understand where you're coming from, but for me, I'm just so used to being an independent person. Yeah. Now, actually asking people for help. Like, Believe me, I'll probably feel the same way as you. Believe me. Because it's, that, it's pride, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't want people to see you down yeah. or like that. So, no, I, I can understand. How dangerous did it get being out there? Dangerous, was it? Face any sort of I don't face anything. This is what I feel like. My story is just incredibly lucky because I hear about what happens to people. Some people they get like, whilst they're covered, they get set on fire. People like wow. pee on them. What? Yeah. Set on fire and people pee on them. Oh, people are disrespectful. He's happy. He's got his free food. He's, he's happy. He's happy. <laughs> Listen, I'll be happy if I was walking past as a homeless person. Pass the fish, yeah? Yeah. Two pieces. What? Let me come I'm in. I'm in. I walked in here. My nostrils. Awesome. I'm telling you. My nostrils. Yeah. So, you know, your story is lucky. You speak about, you know, not talking to anyone, no friends. Did you feel like your family, you could turn to them? Mm -hmm. Not at the time. So it was family related? It was family related. Yeah, so but any extended families? No, not really. So it's just my immediate family. Immediate family, yeah. yeah. External family, they're not in the UK. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. I see. Ooh, I see. You went to, you were in Ghana? Yeah. What made you want to go to Ghana to work with the orphanage? So I, I graduated. And then I was just like, it's something I always wanted to do. And a lot of my friends, they took gap years and they did that. And I didn't take a gap year. I just went straight from college to uni. And I was about to go straight to work. And I just, before I started back in work, I'm going to do this now because I don't think I can now start full time work and then get chance to do it again. And there was a government um, program called ICS. Okay. So, International Citizenship Service. So, it's actually funded by the UK government and they allow you to go to parts of Asia, Africa. Not, not many people know that. I think, yeah, I have I think, no I think they've discontinued it okay. now. I'm not too sure. I remember the year that I finished, they said that it was even going to be that year or the next year that was going to be. Yeah, they pay for you to go abroad. Um, you just have to fundraise a bit. And then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we hear a lot of stories about you know, what, you know, white people homeless and you know, them not having any sort of provisions in, in place for them. Um, but one thing I, I would say is, uh, do you think there's opportunities out there for for the homeless to come out of that sort of dark space? Because you did. I did because <clears throat> I guess I'm relentless. Relentless. So what would you say about the ones that's on the street? I feel like some of them they're tired. They, they may have been relentless at the point. But, but they've given up. They've given up. Yeah. Like some people yeah, just true. give up hope. Not everyone has enough energy to be fine. It's still it's a resolve, isn't it? Like imagine being out there for like two years homeless and you, you've been fighting to try and get back on your feet yeah. and it's just not happening. Mm. Look, as I said, I was only on the streets for two days and then at crisis, so I guess I was still homeless but I was at crisis for like <coughs> two or three days into the new year yeah. and then from that I got into temporary accommodation. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, like, 
did, did Crisis help you set up the temporary housing or did you have to they kind of had, um, So they had people in the shelter But I mean, like, so for the homeless people that are out on the streets, how do they find out about these, these charities? This, this, is, this is the issue. Like, how do you get information on homeless people? It's hard. They're always moving around. Like, even stuff like this, I get anxious every time I have it because how do you get homeless people to come in? How do you find them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's just about trying to find their networks. Like, a lot of, like, temporary people in temporary accommodation are still kind of it's not as it gets temporary, yeah. at any point it can be taken from them. Yeah. Um, it's given to them as a short-term provision until they can work out how they can get their own house. Um, so, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to see how to get homeless people. It's literally uh, one person thing. Like, a lot of people here, how they found out about this is that um, I've told one person. Okay. And then they've told more people. Oh, yeah. So it's more of a network like that. Yeah. It's not like they all have mobile phones, it's not like I can yeah. send them the Instagram page. It's true, it's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, that's why I send like, the posters and stuff. I'm doing PR, I'm doing people that work within temporary accommodation. So they do mm -hmm. give out flyers within temporary accommodation. Um, it's just the best way, really, is working to create temporary accommodation. People are actually going to the streets, it's hard to get information to them. Yeah. Wow. So what would you think the government can do to sort of tackle this problem then? Because you're doing you're doing your bit which make it seem so easy. It, I know it's not, but you're you're, you're doing it by yourself. But if the government sort of back you, if the government backed you, just imagine. Now. Yeah. 
like last week, the, the last session that we had here, yeah. um, we saw more children than like, mothers and kids. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. And it's just a clear indication of what the problem is. That some of them were talking to me and like, yeah, we do part-time work, but we can't do too much work because then they were, the benefits won't pay us and then we can't pay our rent. And even if I did get a full-time job, we can't look after her and then yeah, we wow. money into nursery fees, all the money's gone. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. literally Aren't a cycle. There's no, there's, no, there's no, no one can win. And I'm just like, what can we do? to alleviate some of the pressure. Yeah. And the most that we can do at the moment is CV workshops so you get a better job. Yeah. Food, so you don't have to worry about feeding your kids and all that. I remember there was a guy the other day who was like, this is my meal prep for the week. Wow. So all you see chick kitchen, <laughs> this is meal prep for the week. Hey listen. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it, you get me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like fast food. You know what I'm saying? Let me come for my meal prep. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. So you're mandem. All you see kitchen in it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, so, so how, how long after being homeless did you get this all picked up? Last year I decided I was going to do it, yeah. and then it only really started in June this year. Okay, wow. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I make enough, and I've sorted out, like, you know, you have to stabilise your finances. Mm. And stuff. I was like, okay, I make enough of it. After I pay all this, this is what I've got left. And obviously, you think about holidays and whatever else external, I'm like, can I actually manage to pay this off every month? And then, yeah, just me putting aside. A certain amount of everyone. That's it. So you, 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 you're in a home now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm cool. in a home. Yeah, I'm in a home. That's good. That's good. Eli's thinking, you're still in temporary house. And you're doing, you're doing big. I'll say, yo, man. Super woman. Super woman. I love you. Yo. So do you know what it is? Like, we think that homelessness is just being out on the streets, begging for money. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's deeper than that, you know? And temporary housing. I came into this interview thinking, these men, you know, they've got to be strong will. They've got to go out there yeah. and, and apply for jobs. You know, they've got to contact someone, family members or something. Now, we spoke about gentrification, and that's a big problem in London. Like, it's more it is, it is. With the whole movement of building new houses and new flats and, 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 and the mad thing about that is they're building them and so you'll have this one here that's still connected to the same flat mm-hmm. this one's looking better they've got better equipment you've got this one just any council they don't care yeah. do you know what I mean and they're just, they're just building it everywhere around the corner they're building another one around the road they're building another one do you know what I mean and all they're doing is they're putting up the prices of the mm-hmm. and they're moving people to what? Manchester, mm-hmm. Reading, yeah. Liverpool, out of their, their, their network. Yeah. And you want them to survive and thrive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, because you mentioned family. You've got, you've got mothers, parents trying to support their family, but the income doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't really match that. So, so you can't work too much because you won't get benefits. That's it. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's deeper things that's going on that contributes to homelessness. Yeah. Cause I just thought these guys they just what, walked out of home and then they just went on road and said yeah I'm gonna start begging for money. Something that's happens. how I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean yeah, because I mean naturally we don't actually think that deeply, especially yeah. when we're, we're on our way to work or something. Yeah. We're supposed to work not think about this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a human being, we have to work at that moment. Yeah. 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 And this is what I was Like, even if my mom saw you, I don't know, three times a week, like, 
hey, bruh, bruh, me feel, or come to my house, come eat some jollof, you know, it's got that community vibe, and I think that's lost. I, I, don't, I don't even think that she's gone, I think that's happened, because there, there was a story that was on Twitter, I think it was, <laughs> um, where this woman had, had seen this, this guy that she, she, was, she grew up with, and he was on drugs, and had a mental, mental disorder, um, and he was on the streets, and she, she brought him in, cleaned him up, Unfortunately, he died recently. He died last year. But it's the fact that she brought him in and she went to a very good place, you know. And she actually showed that compassion. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I knew you. I'm not just gonna say, oh, I knew this guy. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Oh, such a shame. Such a shame. Like, no, I knew you. Come, let me fix you. Let me help. You think that's lost? Hundred percent. Everyone's to themselves. Everyone's just talking about themselves. And you know what? It's, it's not. You can't blame people. Because I feel like living in London is hard. Mm. Like, if, as I was saying about people with their kids, like they're struggling every day. Mm. How can we now imagine or expect them to be helping other people? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't blame people for not trying to restore that whole community vibe. But mm. I feel like if you have the means to try, mm. and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, there was, it just got to a point where I was like, what is actually stopping me? Okay, you wanted funding, that's great, but you're earning enough to actually put this money down yourself. Mm. Because everyone thinks to start something like this would be so expensive. Expensive, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but like, you know what, initial costs, yeah, but then you find that there's people like, I work with a charity called City Harvest and they, so they supply all the foods that I used to mm. So it's completely free.
working was one of the things that happened with mental health. It's another thing, a lot of people that suffer from mm-hmm. mm-hmm. their mental health is yeah. like low. Where's yours low? When, when and it's not really a topic, I just felt like I had nothing. Whilst I was working, I felt like everything was Yeah, you get money, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like getting a job, it gets you that. Because a lot of them are depressed, yeah. a lot of them are going through something, they don't have the money to be going for counseling yeah. or doing therapy. Yeah. So, them getting a job is very good because they're busy, they're not thinking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I always wondered as well, like, you know, when I see like certain um, you know, male females out on the streets, like, I wonder, like, if you know if they didn't work to get a job, how would they do even go about that? I think to get a job, you need like a dress. And you need to be quite, you know, well, well prepared for interview, you need to, you know, presentable. Look presentable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of them, you know, may, may smell slightly, you know, due to mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, it would be nice if they had somewhere to go where they could prepare. Yeah, definitely. A couple of days, you know what I mean? So it's all good, well and good having a CV, yeah. but, then, but there are there are there are charities that help um, people people that um, yes, are homeless yes, to get haircuts and get a suit. Even the jobs in it, I remember guys telling me I was looking for they were still giving money and funds to go to get clothes mm. yeah. for the job interview. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if they do that now. Yeah. But yeah, it's how we used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick question. Um, mm-hmm. You see, just going back. Again. You said that you didn't speak to your friends. Do you, when you're going through something right now, do you speak to them now? Have, has your, have you changed since then, or is it still I'm keeping things to myself? Why do you feel like your friends can't really offer you? Being a burden. It's not about they can't help. I just, do you know what it is? I'm so used to people coming to me. Mm. I'm the person we call. I'm the one who comes to high school. I'm the person that if you're like in need or whatever, they call me. So for me to be that person to now call them, it's interesting. Like for me, this was a big test of that. I had to call my friends to like help me with like a photo shoot for promo and stuff. And it was really hard. It was really, people just coming and call and talking. So like, hi guys, I need you here. I ain't looking at all So I could do a photo shoot. So that we can have a deep in the office. Mm. That for me was hard enough, let alone deep actual issues. Yeah. I don't feel like it's not like I don't feel like I have friends, I just don't feel like I just don't ever want to be a person. You don't want to be a person. Yeah, especially when you don't go through things. But I think you're causing more damage to your relationship, your friendship, if you're not telling them that it's tough. I get what you mean, but I think sometimes I can be quite similar. That was the toughest time of Are you gonna be like, listen, best friend? I'm I'm sad today, or you know, I'm yeah. feeling a certain way. Because you, you this, spoke about mental health. Yeah, because you spoke about mental health. Yeah, you know, adding on to what Kevin oh, said. Uh huh. Therapist. Oh yeah. That is why I don't speak to my therapist. Okay. I got a therapist. Okay. I got a therapist. Yeah. I got a therapist. 
venues where they can drop off clothes if they've got yeah. these Okay, yeah. so um, our venue at the moment is Frampton Park Baptist Church, is in Hackney, on 7PQ. Um, so yeah, the days that we're running our events, which is on our website, you can just come down. You can come down at 10 o'clock in the morning, so we can sift through. Make sure the clothes are please clean. Um, I think we folded that would be great. Um, we're actually lacking a lot of male clothing. So they're lacking male clothing. Yeah. I mean, Carl's got a lot that he needs to give Kevin's away. Got a lot of Kevin's got his Balenciagas as well. So. <laughs> Kevin's got his Balenciagas that he wants to chuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember those Gucci ones that you said that you were done? Swear. The white one. Yeah. Yeah. What, the fake one? These guys take out money, guys. So. <laughs> I don't know, it's Eli. It's Eli. It's Eli. It's Night. And also, I've noticed that you've also got a donation sort of uh, yeah, fundraising thing. A yeah. fundraising page to pay for the venue. Um, obviously, if I don't put my funds into the venue, I can put it into more things. Like, mm. actually hiring people to come down and uh, give advice to these guys. Um, so, yeah, we've, run a, we're, we've, 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 run a, we've been running a fundraising page for hiring at the venue. Um, his Carl's favorite question. Yeah, Carl's Carl's favorite question. Carl's favorite question. What's your what's your vision? What's the, what's the next phase? The of, uh, phase. So the next phase is to do this for Tom. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I actually. Um, I quit my job last week. Oh yeah, that's a big, big move. You know what? This is the thing. This is what's this happening, isn't it? A lot of people are quit my job. You have to leave. They leave. Everyone that we've interviewed, they've become, they, they've just chased after their dreams, and yeah. they want to give back to the community. Yeah. And they've left. How was that? How did that feel when you handed in your resignation? No, no fear. Small fear. thing is you're not only doing that you're inspiring people it's not a glimmer of hope you're, you're an inspiration you're showing you're showing them that there are still good people out there i missed all the the nonsense that they're provided with in this in this world so so that's the next phase uh, doing this full time are you gonna are you gonna have extra venues or? well that's hopefully we'll get out okay As soon as we leave, Kevin's going to email info. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kevin's going to email info. What will be your message to anyone that is going through homelessness right now? You are in the streets. What's your message for them? Mm. Like, as I said, I'll 
was waiting at the council for the, the year and a half wow. to try and fund this. And it just got, I, I felt so disheartened that I thought that it would never happen. It'll never happen, yeah. Yeah. And how, just sorry, I keep adding questions because this is so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> but Eli, always talking. Come on, bro. No, man. How does it make you feel seeing this, like being a dream, mm-hmm. into you know, bringing it into life, like bringing your dream to life? How do you feel? Do you know what? I don't take stuff like that in. I haven't sat down and thought, oh my god, I'm so proud of myself. But Linda's happy right now. Yeah. We need to like, wrap behind them yeah. as, we right behind right as we speak. As we speak. I understand that, but I haven't taken it in. I don't see it as anything, but this is why sometimes you have to. I remember at the end of last year, I felt like I hadn't, for two years ago, I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything. Mm. And I had to write them down and be like, oh, look, you've done this and you've done this. Exactly. But I just see it as it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I'm not seeing it as, oh, yeah. Game and do it. I've done it. I don't see it. It's what I want to do. I've done it. What's next? Amen. 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 No, that shit. You should be proud of yourself. Really proud of yourself. Take some time and just say, you know what? Go on holiday. Vegas. Shout out. Small one. Ah, listen. Eli, listen. There's certain listeners from Vegas there. We can go there. We can take OSK. Isn't it? Olu's kitchen does Vegas. On tour. Like. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna be on that flight, trust me. You know what I mean? Are you paying? Huh? Because you guys are talking like you've got money. You've got a yard in Hamilton Hempstead. If, if I'm he's right, got a yard down the road. He's down the road, you know. I'm turning to him if I'm. Straight to his yard. Just quit. Oh, if I've got nowhere to sleep, hey. Johnson, I won't answer. Come pick me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't no. have to do the dinner. I'll come here. Always <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's meal prep for the week. Listen, Linda, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Inspiration, very inspirational. Thank you very much. Make sure you follow on Instagram, Twitter. Olu Soup Kitchen. Olu Soup Kitchen. Yeah, we'll send out all the details to you. Thank you so much. Big up, OSK. <laughs> and make sure you volunteer, man. Don't be like these two. No, no, I'm coming, I'm coming, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you.